You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. distraction i'm one of your hosts adam scott is with me as always how are we doing scott doing wonderful my friend as uh if you did not listen to the last episode this episode is a pre-recorded episode we're not recording it the night of saturday that we usually do so um yeah we're just kind of recording early be- and why is that scott why, why, why is that I, I hope i hope i'm drunk right now vomiting in some alley in columbus ohio because that's what i where i'm gonna be oh yeah yeah yeah, I'm gonna gonna be drinking, but it's a kind of a family thing. It's my daughter's birthday, and uh, you know we're all vaccinated now. So my children aren't, but they've all had it. So. Something I want to talk about too. I'm finally on the uh, appointment scheduled to get oh, vaccinated. Good. Hooray, hooray. At the moment that this is going up, I will have had my first shot, my first vaccination, oh. and I was getting a little irritated there for a while because it seemed like it seemed like it was extremely difficult to find an appointment to get vaccinated for a long time there. Like I had been going on the uh, vaccinefinder.org constantly just trying to, okay, who's in stock? Who's Okay. They're in stock. Okay. Can I get it? And the appointments were all booked up to the point where I was like, what the fuck, man? What I was, I was getting a little irritated because I was listening to like other podcasts and things like that, where they're like talking about them or people they know who have spent basically the past year working from home so they haven't had to go anywhere and they're getting vaccinated before like essential worker adam who has to go out and work and clean and do all kinds of bullshit so i was getting a little little frustrated there for a little bit but you know what i'm getting on the vaccine train me and my sister are both so cool cool good news okay so before we get into it we got a beer show here yes we do and it's actually uh kind of a caveat from last week we had <clears throat> Last week we had the Icy Light Mango, and we talked briefly about Icy Light. And this week we have Icy Light, the original. Yeah. We might have already done this before. I'm not sure, but who cares? I don't care. We're going to repeat because yeah. we're never going to get that uh, spreadsheet with what we've done. So we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want to drink. You don't like it? Tough shit. Yeah. Um, Icy Light is our beer of the show. Um, you brought this one. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? Um, it's all right. It's yeah, just all right. It's a light beer. It's light beer. It's a very watery. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, I don't think I can drink more than like one of these. Honestly, it's just really. It's just. It's I was just, about to say this is the kind of beer you can drink a ton of. Well, I can, but okay. I wouldn't want to. Is what I mean. Oh, like okay. I like I've got rum sitting on my counter. As soon as I'm done with this, I'm pouring myself a glass of rum. Fair enough. I don't. I don't want to drink more of these because it just tastes like your average bullshit beer. 
Like it's very cheap beer. It's not mm-hmm. bad. It 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 gets the job done. But like, if I had to, I'd pick definitely something else. Hundred percent. For a long time there, I was I was a beer snob. I was only drinking micro brews. And, Were and craft beers. I was I was a real big beer snob. Um, recently, thanks to our old pal Mike Deloney and his brother Dominic, I've kind of gotten on a, a cheap beer kick. <clears throat> it takes me back, and they're not good beers. There, there, there's not a lot of flavor. There's not a lot of body to them. But you can drink a fuck ton of them. <laughs> you really can. I'd rather be a beer snob. They're personally. very, they're very light, and you can drink a lot of them. I was just hanging out at the Deloney's house a lot, and they always had, you know, Bush Light and Keystone Light and Old Milwaukee, and I mean PBR, and you could Black Velvet or Black Label. Excuse me, not Black Velvet. That would be bad. Black Label. Just name all the cheap beers you can think of, and that's what they had there. So I would just start drinking these cheap beers, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to be such a beer snob. All beer is is good beer. So I'm kind of on on a. This is a good that you have this because I'm kind of on a cheap beer kick right now. And Iron City Light, uh, being a Pittsburgh beer, um, I definitely like to drink this beer when I'm watching Pittsburgh sports. Yeah. So it, it goes hand in hand feel with that. that. Yeah, I can feel so. that. It's one I you you could too drink a lot of it because it's just so light. Yeah, it's it'll it'll go right through you. It's definitely does not hit the bottom of your stomach. Doesn't sit there. It goes through you. Right. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I was five. gonna say, yeah. What's your rating, buddy? I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Okay. Um, that's that's high for for a beer of this caliber. It is, but yeah. but it but it has a special place in my heart. That's fair so, enough. So four out of five. For so me. regular ass icy light. That's the beer of the show. Regular ass icy light. <laughs> yeah. Got a question for you, Adam. Yes, sir. How do you feel about Seth Rogen? I now would... I'm talking about Seth Rogen, not Joe Rogan. I know how you feel about Joe Rogan. Seth Rogan. I love Seth Rogan. You do? I yeah. do. I love him a lot. He's great. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of of him as well. But I'd like to talk about him for a minute, if you'll indulge me. All right. Because lately, he's gone down a different path than what we know him for. And I really need to tip my cap because he's done a fantastic job. So, recently I started re-watching Freaks and Geeks from the 90s, okay. which is what he was in. And I, I watched it a lot when it was on, when I was a kid, when I was younger. And uh doesn't really hold up today. It was... Uh, it's kind of hard to get through some of them, but it's still funny. It's still entertaining, nonetheless. Um, but I'm a big Seth Rogen fan. Some of his early work, especially, like um, I love him in Knocked Up. Yeah, and Super Bad, especially Super Bad's great. Pineapple Express, Zach and Miri. Yeah, he's great. In Those are some of my like favorite works by him. But then later on in his career, his movies kind of went went differently and, and they weren't my favorite films but they were kind of just like how kevin smith's movies changed when he did those like pet projects of his well yeah when you've got the ability once you've been established and you've got the money it's kind of like okay right. now let me do all the things that i love to do like uh <clears throat> this is the end the interview sausage party did you yeah. see those movies yeah i didn't see sausage party you didn't see, it's, i don't like those movies that much they're I, I really like this the end. I liked the interview. I thought it was pretty cool. That was in the height of all that 
North Korea mm-hmm. bullshit yeah. and everything. So. Yeah. So those weren't my favorite. I like the other ones I mentioned better first. But he's done something recently that I really, really, really appreciate him for. So he's a big comic book fan. He Did is. you know this? Yes, he is. He, and he's made his money now. He's established. So he's gone back and he's now producing things. He is funding these comic books <clears throat> that he loved reading. He says, I love reading these comic books. I want them to be turned into TV shows. So he's the executive producer. Now, the first one I want to mention is a show that I love. And I believe you watched the first season. Yes. I'm talking about Preacher. As in, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, Preacher. I've watched all of Preacher. <laughs> it is fucking excellent. And I want you to finish it because I think the second season gets even better than the first. It's one of those shows that I'll get back to eventually, but I like watched the first season and then the second season that was never out. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll go. Like I, I did that with Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective. Yes. I saw the first season of that. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I just didn't continue. And did you know Preacher was a comic book? I, I did, yes. Did you know that Seth Rogen was the executive producer for it? I didn't know that until you told me like sometime well, after. Okay. Like, oh yeah, okay. Seth, or Seth Rogen's on this. Yes. So. The second one I want to bring up is The Boys the on Boys. Amazon. And you've watched all those, right? You've caught seen, up? I've not seen season two yet. Oh, you haven't seen season no, two yet? I haven't seen season two yet. Okay. I got a problem. A lot of these shows that I talk about, they're on like Hulu and Prime and stuff like that. And I don't go on those apps all that often. So I always forget about those shows. Okay. So. Yeah, Preacher's on Hulu and Prime Video has The I Boys. spend a lot of my time on Netflix okay. and stuff like that. So. so you watch season one of The Boys. Yes. Though. Great okay. show. Okay. And you know that's based off of a comic book. I didn't know that was based off a comic book. Well, it's actually so, a graphic novel, but you know, I didn't know it was tomato, based off tomato, a comic book. Tomato, tomato, tomato. And you know Seth Rogen's the executive producer. I yes, I did know that. Okay. There's a third one that just recently came out. I I'm hope you that I say, want to bring up. I hope you're gonna say the name. I think you're gonna say Invincible. I was gonna say. Have I was you been watching that, it? I haven't started watching it yet. I'm, it is. I heard about it. Fucking great. You don't like anime, and and you're watching the show. It's very it much is, in the style of anime. That's fine. I have nothing against anime other than but you, I haven't really found one that I go goo goo over. But you've told me like you just don't like the style that it's drawn it's in. It's not so my favorite. Yeah. And actually, this isn't my favorite animation style. It really isn't. But the story... I've been wanting to watch that for... When I heard about it, uh, Robert was Robert Kirkman is behind it, too. So I was going to bring this up. Sorry, I didn't mean to say you I was it. I was going to bring this up. So Invincible is a comic book. You know this. Okay. And yes. Seth Rogen is the executive producer. He's three for three. And he's a voice. He does a voice in it. He too. does a voice. Yes, he does a voice in it. <coughs> but this is an interesting thing. The comic book that Seth Rogen is a fan of, that he's producing, that making it, is by Robert Kirkman. He, Kirkman did the comic book Invincible. Kirkman also did The Walking Dead. Yes, he comic did. Book. And we talk about the fucking Walking Dead all the time on the show. Now, I will say we shit on it a lot. But let's let's think. Let's I think. shit on it a lot. You have you no, go. No, no, no. I shit on it. You go back and forth because you're like, I still watch it, and you know, I still watch it. That doesn't mean I can't shit on it. <laughs> but I shit on the later episodes of the TV show. Early Walking Dead is amazing. Early Walking Dead is so fucking amazing, and it's unfortunate that the show has gone downhill the way it has. It's, it's like not good. Anymore. It's like I said. I think it just went too long. It, you're right. You're right. That's it, why. It, that's why it went downhill. They need to end the show. They need to end the show, and that would be that. But I've never shit on the Walking Dead comic book. The Walking Dead comic book is very good. I think I only read the first book. Okay, Walking I've read. Dead. I've read quite a few of them, and I think I want to get back into them because I. I, I 
like the early stories that wherever the comic books are now if they're like the, the show it's gonna sh- it's gonna suck when it but when it comes to comic books to me i prefer superhero oriented comic books hero style okay. oriented. so i think i could i think i could get into invincible i've never been able to get into walking dead comic book as much it's not really grabbing me. well anyway so kirkman who did walking dead comics is did the invincible comics and Seth Rogen is the producer. And Seth Rogen, I'm just, I'm just a big fanboy of him now because of Preacher, because of the boys, and now because of Invincible. It is so. There's a lot of Walking Dead characters that do voices in the show. Really, it is, it is what it is. Yes, but yes, yeah, Seth Rogen does a voice. Uh, J.K. Simmons is like one of the main characters. You, uh, sh- you should see if we can get Seth Rogen on the show to talk about Invincible. You should e- email his uh, his uh, uh, producer, his uh, whoever is his, his agent, his publicist. His, uh, yeah, email his publicist. Uh, you can't score if you don't shoot. Maybe exactly, man. Exactly. But I'm a huge fan of this show. I really, it really looks enjoy really it. good, and I've been wanting to watch it. It is it is animated, and his other two shows aren't. They're live action. <laughs> this being animated is, is kind of, like you said. Oops, shit. Sorry, it's kind of out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. And it is kind of an anime style animation. Very much anime style. And it is very mature. Oh yeah. Very mature. I think I saw I think I saw a trailer where some dude punched a hole in another guy or something yeah. shit like that. It's it's very there's lots of gore, there's lots of blood splatter. And oh, you're selling me. And 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 there's sex, there's cartoon <laughs> oh, sex. Oh, you're selling me. It's very MA. It's very rated R adult oriented, but it is so fucking good. I want you to watch this. I'm, show. I'm going to watch it. I, you but you to, also need to finish Preacher, and you also need to catch up on the boys. There's a better you got chance. Shit to do. I'll be honest with you. There's a better chance of me watching Invincible than okay. finishing sooner than finishing those. There's something weird. Something weird about animated stuff. I have an easier time indulging in watching those. Live action stuff sometimes feels like work for me. It sometimes feels like work. So. Well, I just wanted to point out. I'm watching Invincible right now. It's great. It's fantastic, and I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get on that train and uh, jump on board watching cool. that. Cool. I've been wanting to, like I said, I just haven't had a chance to yet. Um, but there's something I did have a chance to watch, and oh, I know yeah? you've watched too. And we're gonna talk about it, Scott. Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes, I watched Godzilla it. Godzilla v-, v Kong is on HBO. Is right now it's on HBO till the end of the month, I believe. I think so. so yeah. Uh, get in, get get on board and watching that. Uh, what did you think of that one? I know you weren't a fan of uh, the previous ones. Not necessarily true. Okay, you I shit on the first one a lot. I shit on the first Godzilla movie a lot. The first Godzilla movie came out in 2014. Had had our now our now girlfriend Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, she's our girlfriend now. Yes, she is. We love her. She's an angel. <laughs> don't, don't don't say an unkind word about her now. But back then, she was just some. Girl related to the old some actress, twins. some and actress. She was in that movie, the first Godzilla movie. Yes, I shit on it a lot. I did not like <laughs> that movie at all. I really didn't like it, and you did. And I we did fought enjoy it. on this. Show. I did enjoy it. We fought on this show how much we didn't like this, but then Kong Skull Island came out. It was a good I, movie. I very much liked Kong Skull Island. Yeah. I did like Kong Skull Island, and then Godzilla King of Monsters came out, which I liked too. Although I remember saying I wanted to see Gamera. Gamera is my favorite. Here's the thing. I always called them kaijus. Is that what they are? That's 
basically they what call they them are. titans on this. They call them titans on this. I don't know if kaiju is a trademark word. I don't think it is. Okay. But I, for the most part, as far as I understand, kaiju is just like the Japanese word for big monster. I don't know if it actually translates to big monster, but I know it's very much Japanese in or in originality. I, okay. I always thought they were kaiju, but then they called them titans, and I was kind of confused. I about think that. they. I think they just call them titans in this series, in the series of movies, for okay. some reason. Well, uh, whether you call them a kaiju or a titan, my favorite was always Gamera, the giant fucking turtle with the fucking yeah. fangs. I loved. I loved Gamera. <laughs> Haven't got a chance to see Gamera on this in this universe yet. Godzilla King of Monsters was awesome. They gave you all the other ones and so cool. So I didn't like the first one, but I liked the next two. So because of that, the fourth installment of this universe, I was very much excited for. Didn't like it. No? Didn't like it. Disappointed. Didn't see enough... uh, Godzilla vs. Kong Godzilla fighting. Godzilla vs. Kong fighting. They had two fights. Two, fights, two, in the fights, inti- the two movie, fights in the entire yes. movie they had. And the one was on the ocean. Yeah, that was like... On fucking boats. Yeah. Here's the thing. So... I want to know if you liked it, though. My biggest problem when I saw the trailer was I feel like they fucked with the scale of the monsters a little bit. Because if you remember in the first Godzilla movie, the, the remake they did, they had... which I, This part I thought was really cool. You had the unnecessary soldier bits because they needed a human story involved. Right. So the soldiers are flying in. Their whole thing is they're paradropping tr- into the city because they can't get close enough. Right. And as the soldiers... This is a really cool element. As soldiers are dropping in, they're dropping in near Godzilla. So you can see the scale of them versus Godzilla. Godzilla looked like he was the size of the Empire State Building. Yes. He looked fucking huge. I thought that was pretty cool. It felt like... For, I don't know. Tell me if it felt like this for you. It felt like... They kept fucking with the scaling of the monster in this, so that very much, so that Godzilla looked bigger in this point, but then when he was with Kong, he looked a little bit smaller, and they it, it just kind of what it felt like a lot. I feel like like Kong wasn't I, as big as he should have been. I feel like here's what I think they did. I think they did a little bit of both. I feel like they scaled Godzilla down a bit, and they scaled Kong up. Well, and, Kong is supposed to be bigger than he was in Kong Skull Island. He was supposed to be because Kong Skull Island, they made a point, I remember in the story, they said, he's just a kid. He's going to grow bigger. Because it took place in the 70s, I think it was. So he, they said they said on the island that he's just a child right now. He's going to grow bigger. Okay. He's basically a kid. He's going to grow up and he's going to be bigger. And that was their excuse for saying, why is he so small when Godzilla is so big? Because he's going to grow up. Problem is, this grown-up version of Kong that we have, he still feels... Way smaller than the first movie Godzilla. He still feels way smaller, a little bit. To and me. He still was a little bit smaller than Godzilla <clears throat> in this movie. Yeah, but what I what I mean is like not able to tangle with Godzilla, like not able to put up a fight or anything like that. And we'll talk about it, but he still couldn't put up a fucking fight with Godzilla. Period. He got his he got his ass fucking handed to him left and right. Kong got beat down hard in this. Are movie. Are you Team Godzilla or Team Kong? I was always gonna be Team Godzilla, hundred percent. God fucking giant monster, giant lizard for the win. But and apparently, apparently I'm I'm fucking Team, appa- team Kong, and apparently I'm Team Kong. Here. The writers of this movie is that were Team Godzilla too, because T- Kong got fucking beat down hard. Yes, hard. But I would argue that I think they were Team Kong because so much more of the story revolved around so much more of the story. But that's because we've seen two movies of Godzilla. We've only seen one movie for Kong, so obviously they're going to have a lot of Kong involvement. But not to mention, here's why the writers were like Team Godzilla, because the only the only reason why Kong could get... There's two reasons why Kong could get ahead. 
one human involvement every single time godzilla like when they were on the ocean and stuff like that fighting godzilla or kong constantly needed humans involved they had the depth charges they were shooting missiles at him constantly needed distractions in order to uh, beat him the second reason was when he was in the city and he came out from the center of the earth he had that fucking bullshit axe dude the axe is fucking sick oh it looks cool <laughs> but he needed that to it's face a Go- kong is it a godzilla scale on it like one of his I don't know. I, I feel like it's a piece of mineral. I, that's what I feel like it is. I thought it was one of Godzilla's scales. <laughs> I feel like it's a piece of mineral because they were talking about like the source of like the energy that's in the earth. I thought it was made of that. Maybe. That's maybe. what I thought. So I thought it was a piece of mineral. But it's he needed that in order. And, but then when Godzilla knocked that shit away, he fucking dominated Kong. Kong got fucked over. And even at the end, he almost killed Kong. Godzilla came out to be the king of the monsters. That was the whole point of the movie was that they're both alphas, so they're gonna they're gonna create destructions by fighting each other. That's the whole reason why they wanted to get Kong the fuck out of there and hide him away. They, they guess what? They fought in Hong Kong, and Godzilla fucked him over. He even stepped on his chest and roared in his face and like walked away because he knew he fucking won. Again, he needed human intervention to even survive because they had. First of all, let's talk about the humans for a second, okay? The guy who was the main character. Who was the one who had the uh, center Earth theory? Whose brother died when they tried to go Alexander Skarsgård character? Yeah. Okay. What was his profession? What was he a professor? Was he an engineer or was he like he a? He was a or like a mineralogist? Was it, uh, not a meteorologist? <clears throat> uh, uh, some some of studies like the Earth and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought it was. How the fuck does this guy know how to fly this futuristic hovercraft that they only just learned about during this mission? So at the end of the at the end of the movie, the bad guys do the betrayal thing. The bad guys always Apex is the name of the company. They do the bad guy things where they steal the you mineral. Know the corporations, yeah, the corporations stole the mineral, and then uh, like they try to get away, and uh, all this that, and the other things. So there was no pilot left. So it was just um, the lady who is just the random lady who's Kong's friend, and then the little girl who's Kong's friend, and then this this Alexander Skarsgård guy. They're the only ones left. Kind of like him. With he, he's fine, yeah. but they're the only ones left with this futuristic hovercraft that nobody knows how to pilot, and somehow he's able to pilot this thing from the center of the Earth back up to fucking uh, Hong Kong. Okay, I understand it's a sci-fi movie. You got to suspend disbelief, but come on. Let's just talk about the Hollow Earth. So that's that's a, a real conspiracy that was cool. Theory. That was cool though. That was cool. I hate. Like, like the hollow earth, there, there's a whole hollow earth. Like, you know, yeah. there's the flat earth society. Yeah. You know, there's a hollow earth there's hollow, society. There's hollow moon society. There's all yes. that stuff. I feel like this <laughs> gives them so much credence and, and it's yeah, not the, fucking real. Yeah, but that's like saying Journey to the Center of the Earth gives them credence. It's just a fucking story. Who gives a shit? Journey to the Center of the Earth was written at the turn of the century by H.G. Wells. Like, it is science fiction. But this is also science fiction. I get it, but, but. It's in today's day and age, and today's day and age, people. Oh, fuck them! Fuck them! Let's just have I a good know. story. Fuck, fuck them! Fuck them! Let's just have a good story. Fuck them! But I've also read stuff on the internet where people are like, "See, this is what we're talking about." There's fucking that's dinosaurs. When you get on, that's when you get on there. and You're like, it's a giant gorilla fighting a giant lizard <laughs> who's also fighting a giant robot. Thank you. How many scientists? And and I don't care what your scientific background is and. There's a lot of scientists that were involved in this movie. If one more 
fucking so-called scientists called King Kong a monkey, I was going to flip the fuck out. <laughs> he is not a monkey. He is clearly a member of the great ape family. Show some fucking respect. Monkeys and apes are completely different species. And they continuously called him a monkey, and I was angry about it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong there. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of... Here's the thing. It's a very entertaining movie. There's a lot of entertaining things that happen in it, but it's not good. It's very much not good. I got a lot of problems. I thought... I thought you would have liked it. Here's the thing. I do like certain things about it. Like, even though I shit on the fact that this guy who flew the hovercraft have, should never have any background of not only flying the hovercraft, but turning into a fucking defibrillator somehow. He's not an engineer. Exactly. He's not a exactly. fucking engineer. What? Like, None of those people are engineers. That's not how science works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> but it looked cool. It looked the cool. hovercraft looked cool, and I loved the futuristic technology. It looked re- it looked very cool. Some of the technology that they were employing, like Apex, the technologies that was running the show, a lot of the techno shit that they had was really cool looking, and the, it was really cool. So I mentioned Giant Robot. Mecha Godzilla is in this fucking Mecha movie. Godzilla is cool. <clears throat> he is very cool, and he's being controlled telepathically. By this um, Asian dude who works for the company, who is sitting in the skull of one of the King Ghidorah skulls. Yeah, King Ghidorah. They yeah. used the, that DNA to create. Because yeah. apparently, because the way the way that's explained, and I can't remember if they mentioned they said it in the second movie too, because of how long um, the neck is King Ghidorah has, that the only way for all the heads to kind of like mm-hmm. be in connection with each other to so that they don't trip over each other is they speak telepathically to one another. And so that's how they use the skull and the DNA of it to like telepathically link this pilot's mind with the Mecha Godzilla mind. First of all, I'm going to say some really weird written things where apparently you don't need a sample of the energy from the core of the earth to power Mecha Godzilla. You just need to scan it and somehow you scanning it means in 20 minutes, they can create this fucking energy. Right? What? What? That makes no sense at all. Yeah, none. Zero sense. Um, there's a podcaster in it who's a conspiracy theorist podcaster. Oh, that, I have a problem with them. The the Millie Bobby Brown. Let's throw her in everything. Unnecessary. They were unnecessary in this movie yes. at all. Mm-hmm. Kyle Chandler, who played her dad in the other movies. Like, like he's Added barely zero. in it. Barely zero. In it. And... Uh, <clears throat> Look, I love Millie Barb Brown, but her character was unnecessary. Everyone in loves movies. her. That's why everybody wants to put her in everything ever. Because she's great, but she was not needed in this movie. I can understand in the um, Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters because she had a connect. Didn't she have a connection with Mothra and shit like that? She had a connection with Mothra a little bit there, so that was kind of like her role. But like, she doesn't have a connection with Godzilla. Like, why the fuck is she no, getting involved? Zero. I know. <clears throat> so her whole story mode, her character didn't matter at all. Um, I was disappointed in this movie. It was, just, it was disappointed. I did, but the fight between Godzilla and Mechagodzilla, that was pretty cool. Well, Godzilla was getting his ass beat by Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Until King Kong tags in. Yeah. And they kind of team up. Yeah. So I but thought... But even then, even then, what the this is the coolest part of the whole movie is, even then, Godzilla and King Kong are getting fucked over by Mechagodzilla. Both of them. And God, King Kong has to grab that battle axe that he found in the center of the earth. And Godzilla is smart enough to see he's got the axe. Let me charge this fucking thing up with my blast. Boom, yeah. charges up. And then King Kong can fuck up Mechagodzilla with that thing. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know about this movie. I don't know. I thought you would have liked it. I didn't. It's, it's got some cool I parts. Didn't. It's got some cool parts, but it's I'm fun. like. It's fun. It's fun. It's worth a watch. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, sounds like Scott and Adam are shitting on this movie. No, no, no. By all means, please watch it. It's entertaining. It is watch entertaining. it before it goes off of HBO+. Plus. Have a glass of rum or <laughs> vodka or whatever you you're, have. You're whatever. Your drug of choice. Yes. I'm not going to judge. A little bit of weed. But, you know, uh, whatever. But the point is. I think it missed the mark. I'm happy, though, that all the fight scenes were in the daytime and we could actually see the monsters. True. That's, that's cool. They, in the past, pretty much all the major battles were at night. So is this it? Are we done with this I saga? I can't imagine. No. No way. Well, there was no after credit scene. <laughs> Here's the thing. And I looked, so, this up, I looked this up before I turned it off. I'm like, oh, there was all the other movies we mentioned. There was after credits. So I'm like Googling real quick. Is there an after credits? So I need to stay and watch. And it said, there is no after credits because as of this moment, there is not another picture yeah, As of this moment. Now, we'll I'm not, I hope in the future they do. In, they came out during the pandemic when there's not a lot of movies. So who knows how that was going to happen. I imagine there's going to be another one. Let me. So I have one, one question for you, Scott. Mm-hmm. So Apex decided that they wanted to make Mechagodzilla because mm-hmm. they needed a defense against the Kaiju. They need right. a defense against the Titans mm-hmm. because they keep fucking shit up. So let me ask you this, Scott. Is Apex wrong? They're painted as the bad guy in this movie because they made Mechagodzilla and their corporate entity that is trying to take down... We know Godzilla's a guardian. We know this because we're the people that are watching the fucking movie, but... Who watches the Watchmen? Exactly. <laughs> but is Apex wrong? If, if Godzilla existed in our world... Wouldn't you be sitting there saying, why the fuck doesn't the government make something big to fucking defend against these guys? What, why aren't we having something? That's a good point. Is That's Apex point. really wrong? I'm going to argue and say they're not. They're not. Maybe some, of, maybe some of the way they went about doing certain things are wrong. That's every corporation ever. Exactly. But their overall goal of making a giant robot to... De- First of all, giant robot fighting giant monsters. I want to live in that world, kind of. But... I don't want to own property in that world. <laughs> But they can't be wrong in the fact that they have to have a way to defend against these giant... You can't just trust that this giant lizard that you have no control over is going to defend you. You can't trust that. So I'm going to make the argument they're not wrong. Look how many fucking people died in Hong Kong because uh, Godzilla and Kong wanted to go to -to toe-to-toe with each other. Like, literally, you saw people getting stepped on and buildings being crushed and destroyed. Like, Mechagodzilla... Headbutted Godzilla into a fucking tower, a skyscraper. <coughs> so, I'm just saying, is Apex wrong? Well, maybe they will answer that in the next movie. Maybe Apex will be back. But, okay, what do you? Who do you want to see Godzilla and or King Kong take <coughs> on next? I said Gamera because I love fucking Gamera. But uh, but who would you like uh, to see? S- space alien of some kind. I. You know what would have forgiven a lot of this movie for me if it if it turned out that Apex was run by aliens, that would have given a lot of forgiveness for me because if I remember from the old movies, aliens are the ones that made Mechagodzilla. If I if I remember they were. correctly, they were, yes. So it would have forgiven a lot of things if they would have just thrown aliens into the mix and it turns out these people are from another planet. I'd be like, holy shit, that would have been great. I I don't know. I've always been like a King Ghidorah kind of person, so but we've already done that, so. 
you kind of. I'd like you. to see the island of monsters. I'd like to see destroy all monsters. You're I'd not like... gonna see the island of monsters because the monsters are in the center of the earth, Scott. I know they're in the center of the but earth, buddy. With the Godzilla Junior, no. Say Godzilla Junior. I want to see Godzilla Junior next. Godzilla Junior. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on from Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla won, obviously. Team so, Kong. Team Kong. Godzilla won, obviously. So, moving on to episode three of Falcon and Winter Soldier. We said in the last episode that we're going to be about a week behind. Next episode, we're going to should be all caught up. We'll talk about episode, both episode four and five. Okay. But right now, we're going to talk about episode three, Scott. What did you think of this one? So, uh, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, you don't sound too excited. Baron Zemo is Zemo's back. back. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He's cool. He's a cool character. I Interesting. feel like how Baron Zemo was in the comics was very different than the Zemo that we got in, was it uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? Is that the one yeah. he was in? Yeah. No, Civil War. Civil War? Civil War. Yeah. Age of Ultron? Civil War. Okay. Civil War. He was the one that pitted Civil them War. against okay. him. Yeah, he was... Because he was the one that they had to do with Bucky and everything like that. Yeah, okay. and, yeah. it, was, it was Civil was War. In, I couldn't remember which one Zemo was in, but okay, Civil War. I feel like he wasn't done correctly in that film, How at least how the comic book Baron Zemo is. Because he, he, he was just Zemo. He seemed like just like a regular guy, like just some average Jew off the street that was really pissed off and was smart enough to figure out a way to get at all the Avengers. He didn't really seem like a guy with resources. They didn't portray him so yes. much as a as a dude who had shit. So. But guess what? This is Baron Zemo. Yeah, this is Baron This Zemo. is him. This is him walking through the club with the fist pump dance. Awesome scene. By I the saw. Way. I saw a TikTok. I saw a TikTok that had that scene where he's pump, where he's pumping his hands and he's dancing at the club. He's like, "This is us after the, uh, everybody has the vaccine." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, he's there. He's there. So that was cool. We get a uh, what's her name, the blonde chick, uh, Agent Thirteen, which is uh, Sharon Carter. Yeah. So we get her back. We see her again. She's all pissed off, all angry because. You know, apparently she didn't get the pardon that everybody else got. Yeah, so her life kind of sucks right now. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say it sucks. You see where she fucking lives. I wouldn't say it sucks. So she just doesn't want to live there. Um, I gotta be honest with you. So show's not grabbing me. Really, it's really not grabbing me. It's a lot of stuff I don't want to see in my superhero TV show. It's not really grabbing me. It's it's a I there was zero zero Falcon and Winter Soldier action in this episode. Zero Falcon. I didn't see Falcon flying around his wings, shooting shit with missiles. I he didn't, didn't see... even have the Falcon suit on. Yeah. He is instead dressed like the Laughing Tiger, right? Yeah. Is it the Laughing Tiger? <laughs> Smiling Tiger? Smiling Tiger. Smiling Tiger. Smiling Tiger. Yeah. How come I'm the one dressed like a pimp? <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. There's, there's but some... Bucky had to be Winter Soldier first time we saw he did him. Have to, he did have to play uh, his role as the Winter Soldier, yes. so... Which is actually this is you're complaining because you didn't get to see the Falcon this episode, but we finally got to see Winter Soldier this episode. Other than the flashback early on, yeah. But. I don't know. It just the show's not grabbing me. It's it was a fun episode. It's fine, but I I'll be honest with you. For next week when I watch episode four, I'm not going to be as excited as I was when I watched WandaVision. There's not. I want some superhero fun stuff to happen. Like that's kind of what I'm looking for. That that's what I want. So this is definitely so far been weaker than wandavision no question about it i i I don't i don't know who would argue against you there but but i like wandavision significantly more than this 
But it doesn't take away anything from this. I still think it's entertaining. I still think it's fun. It's got some I fun think, parts. It's I got some it's, fun parts. I think there's something culminating. I do. I think it's leading up to something big, and I'm excited for it. I they're, wanna, they're doing I, the thing where they're trying to make us like the bad guys. They're doing it because the bad guys are, like, they're pissed off because, you know, they came back after the blip, and shit was all fucked up, and there was no help for them, or, like, the people that came back from the, like... Because of them, maybe that influence, they kicked out a lot of people. People lost their homes mm-hmm. and jobs and stuff like that. So they're trying to make me feel for these guys. I'm, I'm just like, you're just like bad guy Captain America. It's I just keep saying it and I keep saying it and I keep saying it, but it, it's what it feels like. It feels like they just took the good guy and made the bad guy version of him. And I don't, I don't want it. I want something better, I think. I think there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like it's not entertaining, but it's like, to me, it just feels like a generic espionage war movie that's what it feels like and that's not what i want for my marvel shit though that's not what i want like i feel like i could watch um uh was it jack reacher series is that the john is that, that what that is jack Which, ryan jack ryan thank you and it was jack, jack reacher was tom cruise jack Reacher's tom cruise i feel like it's i this is like jack ryan which is fine but like it's a worse jack ryan i don't know that's kind of what i'm getting from it i'm not it's not giving me what i want Okay. I want to see more big reveals. I remember watching WandaVision and every week we'd be on the show saying, who you think's doing it? Who's going to show up? Yeah, there was, a lot be- of, there was a lot of back and forth, like, what's going to happen next? Like, there's what are we no gonna do? water cooler talk. Yeah, there's nothing. It's just kind of like, oh, like, that, that happened. Every week people were speculating about the next episode of WandaVision, which is, which is a cool thing to do. You don't have that here. No. And I think they need to... I mean, what... Uh, so like I said, I don't give a shit about the villain. Colonel really Rhodes care. was in the first episode real briefly, just as a cameo. Then you said, like, we got Baron Zemo back. We got Sharon Carter, Agent, Thir- Agent 13 back. Who is cool, but I don't really care that much about her. But in and of itself. the ending of this, which was kind of cool, which we're, we're, we're not going to give the whole synopsis of the episode. No. We're just going to talk about the important parts. The reveal at the end of this was uh, Okoyo. From yeah. Wakanda, yeah, which was cool seeing her. It's cool, and it, about the it's about the only cool part of this whole I, episode. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I, something was up. They got to a safe house that Zemo knew about, and Sam and Zemo and Bucky was being funny. And remember, he lived in Wakanda for a long period of time. Yeah, even though apparently the Wakanda people hate him. They was just they talk about in the show because he was hypnotized and he was responsible for the or they thought he was responsible for the death of the king. They thought he yes. was responsible for the death of the king, but you find out later he wasn't. No, because he It was Zemo. In the in the yeah, in, in Civil War. Yeah, right. It was they Zemo. That. It wasn't Bucky. But apparently who did it. apparently they still hate him. Or that's why he lived outside of Wakanda or some shit like that. Like apparently because they mentioned something weird like that that the Wakandans hate him or some bullshit. So I don't know. I think he kind of, uh, I think he kind of had a strange relationship with them. He was an outsider first and foremost. Yeah, he lived outside. So the I city. think that's why he had to be outside because he was an outsider. But once they found out that it wasn't him who did this, I think he was more accepted. And you're going to see more of that. He has a relationship with the Wakandans. And uh, I'm sorry, am I, I saying her name right? Is it a Koyu? I'm gonna be honest, I don't even remember her name. So you, so you can. She was the captain of the guards. Yeah, I know who you're Kala, talking about. Yeah, the, I just don't uh, remember. I can never remember her name. She's in Walking Dead too. She's yeah, um, and she's really cool. 
She's yeah, really she's cool. great. She's, I like she's her a lot. badass. 100%. And she was standing. So Bucky's acting funny, and they go upstairs, and he's like, I- "I'm just gonna go for a walk." He starts finding these like little metal balls, like strategically. Play. It was kind of a weird time. I'm like, "What the fuck's going on?" And he goes down the alley. He goes, "You drop these." Turned around, she's standing there with Steph. She's like, "I'm here for Zemo." Because Zemo is the one that killed the king. Yeah. So she wants to fucking kill him. Yeah. And they need Zemo. So this is going to be a whole thing. I And we find out some shady shit about... one A little bit of shady stuff going on with the new Captain America and his partner. They're roughing down like yeah, oh yeah. immigrants and, and poor people and shit like that. Mm-hmm. People that who are who are actually working with the bad guys, but they're more than happy to work with them because the bad guys are bringing them what are they called? medicine the, flag, d- the d- flag smashers the flag smashers are they wrong no but mm. it's one of those it's one of those vill- they're right but going about things the wrong way i guess is what you would say because they've upped their game now the leader i don't remember her name is basically they went to this warehouse that had a bunch of supplies and stuff like that um and they stole the supplies so they can give out medicine and food to the people that need mm-hmm. it. But then she like blew up the building with all the people in there. So it's kind of like, okay, you're you're doing the right thing, but you're going about the wrong way almost mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's going on. So it's so she's a she's a what was um I can't remember his character's name in Black Panther the uh, villain. What was his What was his actual name? The, the Claw? You lose these claw? No, 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 no. The villain in Black Panther. He was the villain. Killmonger? Yeah, Killmonger. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Killmonger, he was a bad guy, but was he wrong? You know, he he was he was trying to do the right thing, but going about the wrong way. I feel like we're getting some of that. You mean in the in the Black Panther movie? Yes, in Black Panther. That's why I said the villain in Black Panther. Okay, well the Black Panther comic. Ulysses Claw is kind of the main. Are we talking about the comics? No, we're talking about no, the MCU. Claw so. is in the movie also, but he's not the villain. He, you think he is, and then it's for like, a second. Oh wait, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, which was a cool thing in Black. It Panther. was cool, but it, but it's it's we're getting a little bit of that of we are the villains, but we're doing the right thing, but going about the wrong reason, which is a cool part of this this whole thing, but. I don't know. It's just not like you said. It's not as good as Wandavision, and no, you have to kind of have to compare it to that. It's just not. I'm gonna keep watching it, and I'm gonna keep my, I'm gonna keep my expectations medium. I'm gonna try to keep it medium. I'm not not gonna try to have high expectations, but like I'm, it's got to do something to grab me. It's gonna have to do something MCU ish to grab me. I I'm gonna need to see some character, some other characters come in and stuff like that. We saw two. We've only seen two extended characters: the agent, what's her fuck, and, Agent Thirteen. Yes, and the Captain of the Guard from Wakanda. Zemo. Mm-hmm. So and and Zemo. So we've seen a few of them, but like, besides uh, Wakanda's Captain of the Guard, I don't give a shit about the other two. I don't give a shit about Zemo. I don't give a shit about Agent Thirteen for the most part. They're not characters that I see and I'm like excited. I'm like, ooh, what's going on? It's almost like. Eh, whatever. So here's my question. Is Sharon Carter... How is she related to Peggy Carter? Isn't she the granddaughter? Okay. Does that mean she's Steve's granddaughter? Yeah, that's what it means. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Didn't she kiss Steve? She did. And she knew? I don't think she knew. How did she not know? I, she had to have known. I don't know. If I had to imagine... If I had to imagine, what's well, like, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe he didn't have a strong relationship with her. 
Maybe, maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's something where she only ever saw him when she was a child or something like that. And you know what it is when you look back in your memories, like you could, you could never, if you saw somebody who as a child and you grew up and you saw him again, you wouldn't really ever recognize him for the most part as that person. Not so much he looked older. I don't know. It, it's it's one of those weird things. I, but I'm pretty sure. Did Kevin Feige know at the time that that's what he was going to do? Uh, if he did, we need to check kevin Fuggy's internet browsing <laughs> history and see what he's looking up so but I, I i believe the consensus is he made out with his future granddaughter oh it's like it's like a back to the future the first one you know like okay marty's dad marty's, marty's mom, mom kisses him in the yeah, car it's one of those things where it's like just felt like i was kissing my brother yeah Kind of like that. She looked good. Like I would never, I would never go down that road though. But then again, it's one of those other things. If you're in a time travel movie, what if you are your own father? Don't even, <laughs> don't even, man. Don't even. This is why time travel is a fickle what mistress. If, what if in Back to the Future One, everybody starts disappearing, and he does the whole thing with the dance, and his future dad kisses his future mom, and then it fixes everything. But then at the end, he starts disappearing and he realizes, oh shit, I am my own father. So I need to have sex with my past mom to make me because that's the way the world has to go. Thanks for joining us, everybody. (laughs) These are the things I think about when I'm sitting on the toilet. Okay, great. Great news. So I'm I'm looking forward to next week's episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm tentatively looking forward to it. We, we, We will see. All right, it is time again, like we do every week, Scott. Every week. Talk about Coercive Cinema. Coercive Cinema. To remind everybody, Scott, what are the uh, movies that we have for this week on Coercive Cinema? Okay, so for this week, you gave me Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Yes. And I gave you an Ewok Adventure Caravan of Courage. Yes. So uh, I think I went first last week. So why don't you take the reins this week and tell us what you thought about this animated Justice League movie that is on HBO. Okay. Yes. It's an animated film you had me watch, which is <clears throat> which is typically not my thing, but I've been getting into them lately. Um, I never watched the first Justice League Dark movie. This is a sequel to that. Yes. And I asked you, I said, should I watch the other one? And you said, no, you don't have to. So I didn't. But I think I might want to go back and watch it. It's, just, a, good, just, it's a good movie. I'm, I might go back and do that. It's a lot of Constantine and Zatanna in that movie. Okay, so that's interesting to know. This movie, what I, it opens up crazy. It opens up with like not just the Justice League. Like the motherfucking extended Justice League. Like... A lot of people. Like, think of every single DC superhero or villain you can think of. They're going to be in this movie. Every fucking person is in this movie. So, the cool thing is, it starts out, and it's all dark side, typical. And it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. They bring every superhero together. And they're Teen Titans, West Coast Titans, everybody. Fucking everybody, man. And they say, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Darkseid has attacked Earth twice already. 
And both times we were able to defeat him. He's going to do it again, and maybe we won't succeed. He sent out some drones or to spy or something. Like, he's going to do it a third time, and we might not beat him this time. So, we're going to take the fight to him. So, they were going to go to Apocalypse, which is his home planet, uh, and fight him there. And they were taking fucking everybody. And, they, and their idea was they were going to sneak attack. He wasn't. Nobody would attack Darkseid on his home world. Oh, no, why would they ever why do something do that? like that? So, if they would catch him unsuspected little do they know somehow which i don't talk about this dark side had hacked cyborgs well his whole system is like apocalypse technology like he was created from like the mother box right so he's so like for all we know maybe he's always had access to it and we just never knew who knows so the whole time that superman and batman and wonder woman are laying down this big plan to everybody dark side is watching this and yeah. taking notes. So when they fucking attack him, they are fucking ready. And it is just bonkers. Like, all these superheroes are just laid to waste and fucking murdered. He made a parody. Paradooms. Par- mixed with Dooms, uh, Doomsday, Doomsday uh, DNA. He so. got Doomsday's DNA, which is Kryptonian <laughs> DNA, and mixed it with his parademons. To made these super powerful parademons called paradooms. And they were just like the, the DC superheroes were no match. Yeah. Like it was a slaughter. It was an it was hard to watch. It was like a bloodbath. <laughs> and it ends quickly. And a lot of superheroes die. Yeah. And the ones that don't die are taken prisoner. And that leaves Earth, like, unattended. What, the Teen Titans were there to defend Earth? I think, well, they didn't take, if I remember correctly, they didn't take the entire superhero ensemble to Apocalypse. They were taking a lot of people to Apocalypse. They took and most. Then they, and then they left, like, the Teen Titans and a bunch of other people back home to, like, defend the planet while they were doing this thing. Like, here's what's going on. Like, in case Apocalypse comes, you know, you guys do this kind of thing. So. Right. And, uh... With only the Teen Titans left to defend Earth, it was it was easy. Yeah. So Darkseid takes Earth, and I think it fast forwards like five years. Two later. two years. Two years. Two, two years, years in the future, and it's just like the planet's a wasteland. It's and he's he's mining the magma core of our planet. Yeah. To use in fights against other planets. F- what way to open up so fucking depressing? Yeah. Right. And. You see uh, John Constantine, who is one of the main characters in the story. And Superman and Raven come to him. Raven's a really cool character. He is very cool. Um, They come to him to ask him for help. Superman has lost all of his powers because he was injected with liquid kryptonite. Which, how did that not kill him? Uh, Well, like, kryptonite... He he wasn't injected with it. He was tattooed on his chest. Okay. So, like, he constantly has, like, kryptonite, like, on him, but it's not, like... I don't think it's flowing through his system entirely. Oh, okay. And maybe it's just enough that weakens him or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I thought it would have killed him, but... So, he's he's not Superman anymore. He's Clark Kent. He has no powers. Yeah. None. Zero. And fast forward, they, they go to Constantine and... The, they then have to seek out help from the Suicide Squad, 
which was kind of cool. Run by Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's now in charge. Fucking chorus. Why wouldn't she be? And there's like every villain you could think of there, which is kind of cool. And then they come up with some big elaborate scheme to fast forward quite a bit. Then they get to they get to Apocalypse, which is their entire their entire plan is because they know Batman was taken by Darkseid and turned to basically run his whole Batman is now a slave. Yes. He's controlled by Darkseid. He's mind-controlled, and he runs all Darkseid. So their whole plan is, if they can get Batman's son, Damien... Oh, Damien's still alive. If they can get... Who's, he's running the... the um, League of Assassins. League of Assassins. If they can get Damien to Apocalypse, when Apocalypse is off-world, and try and confront Damien with Batman, it might be enough to break Darkseid's hold on Batman. That's their entire plan. That's basically their... This is it. Sounds they, like a shit plan. They've got nothing else better. This is what they have. It was a plan hatched by <clears throat> Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. Yeah. Which Lex Luthor is being typical Lex Luthor where he's, he's a double under, agent. He's playing both the, sides. This is apparently the time when he's a good guy. Like He's apparently a good guy during this time of the DC universe. He flips sides more than he's, Flapjacks. He so. works for Apocalypse, but he's undercover. He's feeding Lois Lane information. Right. Like, here's what we gotta do. No, I think he sucks. I think he's playing both sides. I think he's pulling an Emperor Palpatine. But he didn't have to the do Clone that. But Wars. he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to feed Lois Lane anything. Like, as far as he's concerned... Like, without him, without Lex Luthor, they've got no plan. and They can't do anything. They have zero plan. Well, he is a human first. This is his home planet. He probably has some humanity left in him. I'm not a big Lex fan. Never have been. No. But, although Gene Hackman was pretty cool. But, yeah. Um, so, it, it's, just, it's just cool how they bring everybody into it. But I thought this was neat. When they go to Apocalypse, some of the superheroes you thought were dead aren't actually dead. They were just turned like Wonder Woman, uh, Mira, Hawkman, Martian Manhunter. And Starfire. And Starfire, yes. <clears throat> they were turned into, what do they call them? Uh, Sentinels or? S- something like that. So, they basically, like, he basically attached robot parts to their missing limbs yes. and created, like, slaves of them. Like, yes. Starfire was cut in half. Like, you see whenever... Um, Damien talks about the Teen Titans fighting them, and so she didn't have like half her body, and like she was missing other parts. But Darkseid stitched her back together with like robot parts and shit mm-hmm. like that. It was it was all mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 Damien Wayne in this universe is Robin. So Dick Grayson has become Nightwing. I there's been at this point Damien's the fourth Robin. I think there was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd. I believe it was Jason Todd. And then I can never remember the third Robin's name. Jason Todd's the one that becomes Red Skull or Red Hood. Red Hood. Red Hood. And then I can never remember the third Robin's name, but Damien does become the fourth Robin. But Nightwing is <clears throat> Dick Grayson? Yes, that's okay. Dick Grayson. Okay. They have on HBO um, Son of Batman, which is like... Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's Damien is the leader of the Teen Titans at this point. So. Right. Well, was. Was, past tense. Yeah. He's yeah. now the leader of the League of Assassins, which his mother, was <coughs> Talia al Ghul, yeah. she was with them. So, yeah. It's all fucking sweet. It was, it's it was all great. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I had you watch this movie uh-huh. because I was like, so Scott wants to know what happens in Snyder Cut's Justice League after the fact, because we'll never know. 
We know. Watch this fucking movie and you'll know what happens after the Snyder Cut, basically. This is the Apocalypse War. This is what happens when you go to war with Darkseid. He fucks everything up and you gotta do some weird shit in order to get things back. He fucking destroys uh, Oa, Green Lantern's home, which is really fucked up. We have Jon Stewart on there and he drops fucking magma. There's that moment... Which is really cool in this movie. What was John Stewart trying to do? He was trying. He was trying to power, superpower his ring. He was going to the the I, the source of all their power, and he was doing his little speech thing. You know, Green Lantern's light, whatever it is. And he was doing his little speech thing to try to superpower his ring. And that was the superhero moment where you're like, if he's going to superpower his ring, he's going to get all powerful and he's going to fuck up Darkseid. But Darkseid teleports. Uh, magma from Earth's core onto the fucking planet and destroys the ring and kills uh, John Stewart. Right, completely like melts the skin off his bones. Yeah, well, it was quite cool <laughs> it's scene. a lot so, of depressing. So, sh- so lot of superheroes dying. They're on Apocalypse, and they're fighting the members of the Justice League that have been turned, and somehow. Uh, Constantine is able to. He uses uh, Wonder Woman's magic rope. Yes, and because it's magic, and he knows magic. The lasso of truth. Yes, not a magic rope. It's a magic rope. It's the lasso of truth, and it uses magic to make people tell you the and truth. And he he gets her to turn back. So then she's fighting everyone else. They're able to get inside, only to find out that, like I said earlier, they didn't kill all these people we thought were killed. Like, you see different superheroes being used for different things. Cyborg. Cyborg is, like, completely <clears throat> taken apart. And he's, like, controlling a lot of what's he's going integrated on. Into the integrated into the Starks, that's the, the apocalypse system. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Barry Allen is the power behind it. He's just They're, running on, a like a, yeah. like, a hamster wheel. I guess part of their plan was they were going to blow up Apocalypse's generator powering the planet that would destroy the planet, but... Uh, they, if the Flash is powering the planet, you can't. There's nothing to blow up, so their plan's fucked. Right. That's part of their plan they were gonna do. So. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty gnarly. <laughs> so, then Batman shows up and Darkseid comes back, and it's like, oh shit. The cool thing is, it um, Raven's father, who her whole thing is that he's like trapped inside that's like everything she's ever done throughout the entire movie she has a hard time using her powers because every time she does it her father like can can, becomes closer to breaking free he like he's like the devil he's the devil devil, does he have a name trigon trident trigon trigon yeah that's his name trigon okay Uh, that's that's his name he's basically the devil he's he's an old god one of the old gods right Yeah. yeah so it's so fucking bonkers dude it was a really good movie he gets out eventually and he's important that he gets out yeah constantine is the one that drags him out constantine is important in all these movies he's he he's the reason why trigon gets out because he like he's ready to go and he like sucks him out and he offers himself as like a willing host you're like you you can be my host we can fuck shit up but as long as you like fuck up dark side and then Trigon's like, oh, I got better plans. And he took over Superman. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Which was good because his power was able to like he, remove He burned the kryptonite, the kryptonite tattoo off his yes. chest and everything. So Clark is now back to being Superman. But he's controlled right now by Trigon. Yeah. And they have this epic, epic fucking Oh, it's fight. so good. I heard you're one of the new gods. And he, oh, it's so, it's, it's such a good fight. But then, Constantine doing his shit again, 
he's able to split them. So Superman is now back to being Superman, and Trigon. He like, doesn't. He doesn't do that. He Constantine is killed whenever. Right. Whenever uh, Trigon infects Superman, so that Constantine can't fuck shit up, Trigon snaps his neck. It's whenever um, Lois Lane and Lex Luthor and the rest of the, the surviving Suicide Squad are fighting off the Paradooms. Uh-huh. Um, and she's about to die because they're about to detonate the thing. Yeah. And her killing herself, sacrificing herself, Lois dies. snaps Clark right out of yeah. it. And he Lois comes back. Lois is the key. Yeah. Lois is, <laughs> Lois is always the fucking key. Always the key. But basically it snaps him out of it and he forces Trigun out and then dark side uh puts him in like a magic ball or whatever yeah. i don't fucking know you didn't we've, we forgot to mention um swamp thing makes an appearance too swamp thing was cool he took down an entire thing all by himself yeah one of those drills he took yeah. one out ball by himself it's it's great um yeah it's 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 a good movie it's a great movie there's a lot to it though there's a so lot much. to it there's so much it was fun i'm glad you had me watch it because i would have never watched yeah. it on my own it there's it ends. I don't know how you feel up at the ending, though. With the flashpoint, I kind of yes. like. So, so Darkseid is defeated. He's he's being kept busy because Constantine comes back to life because mm. Zatanna is in heaven and basically says your job ain't fucking done, bitch, and kicks him out. Mm. And he releases Trigon, who uh, basically is like, I'm gonna. He's so pissed off at Darkseid at this point because of what he did mm. that he doesn't care about anything else. He just wants to fight him. And so he keeps him busy while uh, Cyber opens up a giant boom tube mm-hmm. to suck Apocalypse into like a mini dimension or whatever. Right. They're gone. So <laughs> Trigon and Darkseid and all of Apocalypse is gone. Yeah. They get back to Earth. <coughs> Cyborg dies because he can't leave. Lois is dead. So ma- like So many people are dead. The planet can't survive. It's lost so much magma. It's lost so much of its molten core. No hollow earth, no. molten core. It's been thrown and, off its axis. And, and and everybody's just they they won. They finally won, but they're defeated at what cost? There's a moment at the end where Superman is like, "Hey guys, I he tries to do like his heroic like inspirational speech like, "Hey guys, I know we've been through a lot, but I know if we stick together, we can get this done." And at at that moment, I'm thinking to myself, "I'm one of these other things." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, dude. You you bought us into this point in the first place by one to us attack Apocalypse. If there's anybody who should not be talking, it is you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was bleak at the end there. Yeah. Everybody had lost somebody or a piece of themselves and everybody's just sitting there and that's when Flash needs to do Con- his time yeah. thing. Constantine's like, you know what you gotta do, mate? He's like, another Flashpoint. He's like, yep. And so that's what he does. And that's how it fucking ends. You don't even see the result of it. You just see him go back in time and then everything goes to white. And that's it. Yes. Well, the wave, the shock wave is heading toward yeah. them all. And as it hits them, it fades to black. So are we going to get another one? Uh, hopefully. I hope so. I don't, I don't What's remember. That? What year is that from? I'm going to look it up as soon as we're done with this because I can't remember exactly. Because so. I'd like to see more. I'd like to see what where the flashpoint takes them. But but you know how fucked up the flashpoint can be. It's a be. second flashpoint. He's already done flashpoint one, so this will be right. a second flashpoint. But it could so. completely fuck things up really more. Scott, you watch the movie. I think anything else is better than what they that's, were that's left what with. That's what Constantine was saying. So. That's what Constantine was saying. Because Barry was kind of like, no, I can't do this. It could be worse. And he's like, what could be fucking worse than this? Yeah. And so he was like. Literally the world is either going to burn was like, or freeze. Fucking touche. Okay. So yeah. he did so who knows yeah very exciting okay 
My turn. Uh, you walk, told me to watch a caravan of something or whatever. Caravan of Courage. Either way, Ewok, Ewok. Scott. Yeah? Why did you pick this movie for me to watch? Because, let me explain. I'm very excited that it exists. I, I, I mention this to you all the time. This is a movie from my childhood. And yes, it, it is, it's a children's show. It's a yeah. children's. It's George Lucas. It exists in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. You love Star Wars. Yeah, I do. Allegedly, I looked this up. It's supposed to be 150 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Did you know that? And what's Wicket's still alive? He's still. He's yeah. still. He, not only is he still alive, but he's not like a village elder. He's still a kid. Look how long Yoda lives. He's still a Look kid. Look how though. long Chewbacca lives. I can understand being alive, but he's not like the leader of the village or something. He's still a kid. Yeah. Really. Really. Oh my god. Okay, Scott. Here's my opinion of this movie. It's dog shit. No, it's, a it's fucking, not. This is a flaming turd. No. I'm gonna be honest with you. After about 25 minutes, I zoned out. Ah. It's. It was still on, but I had a hard time paying attention to it. I. It was a. This was a flaming the turd of a movie. The giant Gorax? Come on, sucked. man. He's it so sucked. fucking awesome. Acting was terrible. It sucked. There was a moment where I'm like, I kind of hope these kids die. Because they were so fucking bad. In that case, you need to watch the second one. <laughs> oh my god. This whole movie was terrible. I don't give a sh- First of all, you know me. I don't give a shit about the Ewoks. I do not care you about do them. You hate the Ewoks. I don't care about them one way or another. They're fine, but I don't care about them. And I definitely don't need to see a whole movie about them. That's definitely what I don't need to see. It's It it did nothing to me. It did nothing for me. Why the fuck was a little boy wearing a, a fucking uh, X-Wing pilot uniform? He's a little boy. Why is he wearing an X-Wing pilot uniform? Makes no sense. He's not piloting an X-Wing. You should watch the second one. Hmm. No, I, here's my whole opinion of it. It was shit. It was shit in my opinion. Shit, 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 shit. It's a kid's show. I understand that. I think I think you only like it because of nostalgia. And that's, Absolutely. And that's it. I, I imagine if you wa- were in my position and never watched it when you were a kid and you watch it now, I would hope that you would have a different opinion of it. So it's here's my... Pro- terrible. Everyone, and I mean fucking everyone, everyone jerks off to the Clone Wars. Yeah. Are you a fan of the Clone Wars? The uh, the cartoon? Yeah, it's, it's a good show. Okay. It's a good show. Everybody, I, never, I never watched it when I was a kid either. Everybody goes fucking crazy about the Clone Wars. Do you know why? I watched... It's a better version than what the prequels gave us. That's why. I have to disagree. Some episodes are good. There was episodes I watched that I fucking... Uh, that were good. I don't want to say I fucking love. I don't think I loved anything. But there were certain episodes of the Clone Wars TV show that I could not muscle my way through. There were some that were so god fucking awful. Let me ask you this: and everyone, How far did you get in the show? I, I'm season three, maybe season. That's probably why. Season four. That's probably why. Uh, it. The, but that's but, that's when it was pretty not great. That's why. But my point is, I don't. I can't. I can't do it. Everybody loves that show. Everybody, I'm gonna look up and see how many seasons. Everybody, Ray Seven, right? I think maybe I'm gonna double check though. Everybody fucking raves about that show, and I think there's good episodes. There was some very entertaining episodes, but there was also some that were absolute fucking dog shit. And there's so much of it. So I would argue that the Ewok movies are that for me. Not everybody has to like them, but. As a kid, my grandmother had that movie recorded from television. It was like a made-for-TV movie 
she recorded on a VCR tape. I played that tape till it didn't work anymore. I watched that movie hundreds of times as a child, and I adore it. And because of that, because of that reason, I think it is very good. And you're absolutely right. It's a lot of nostalgia points for me. If I had no connection to it because of my past, I might agree with you and say it's not very good. And I'm drawing a correlation here to the Clone Wars. Younger kids grew up watching that show, and they think it's amazing. I didn't. I didn't grow up watching it either, though. Going back and watching it now, I don't think it's as good as everybody makes it out to be. There are some episodes. In fairness, I'm looking. I'm looking through. So there's. You're right. There's seven seasons. You're in season three. I'm looking through some of the episodes in season three. This is these. A lot of these episodes are the episodes before it gets good, though. These are these are the episodes. No, the these are the episodes when they were doing it strictly for kids. That's what these episodes are. And then later on, towards like the mid point of the show, towards later episodes. It starts to get a little bit more, I'm not going to say adult oriented because it doesn't get violent like that, like mm-hmm. the DC animated shows are, but it it deals with a lot more of like some of the stuff we liked in like the original series trilogy and stuff like that. It gets, they realize that it's not just little kids watching it. There's parents are watching it. There's teenagers that are starting to get watching it. So let's like give them a little extra. Like you're still like in the point of like it's kind of like very kid blah blah oriented. That's why there's a lot of that's why there's Sounds a lot to me like you're trying to make an excuse for that. It. But that's why there's a lot of Jar Jar Binks you're watching. There's a there's a lot of Jar Jar Binks in this episode. Once far you, too much Jar Jar. Once you but once you get past that, like there's maybe per season one episode of Jar Jar Binks, maybe one or two episodes of Jar Jar Binks, maybe. And he's not like a main person. I gotta be on, I gotta be honest with you. I gotta be brutally honest with you. I think I'm done with that show. I don't think I can do it. I really don't. And even if what you say is true, I'm burned out on it. Like it, it, it's like a chore. I felt like it was a. Ch- I want to like it. I like the idea of it, and everybody raves about it. And I wanted to get to a point where I'm up. Oh my god, it's three in the morning. I gotta go to bed. Uh, just just one more. You know, that wasn't with that wasn't that yeah. show for me. Yeah. That show was like, all right, maybe it'll get good next. All right, maybe it'll get, and it never came. So if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to watch it. But you still watch The Walking Dead. I do. And I explained to you a million times why. Because I'm not three seasons into The Walking Dead. I'm like nine seasons into The Walking Dead. I'm invested. At this point, I need to see how it culminates. That's that's fine. You you can have that opinion if you want. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to say your opinion is wrong. Your uh-huh. opinion's not wrong. I'm only telling you it's because those early seasons they were writing for children okay. and they were writing for ten year olds, not like teenagers, early twenties people and stuff like that. And they later on they get a little bit more adult. But I'm just that's not- either here or over there. We're talking about right. But my I'm drawing a correlation between the two because I'm saying the reason that I love the Ewok movie is the same reason that people love the Clone Wars today. And they, guess what? Guess what? Those people are allowed to like it. Yeah, but you're saying that as if that's that's kind of what it is, but there's a lot of people that watch the Clone Wars today who like it, who never watched it when they were kids. I'm, okay. I myself, one person, I, I like the Clone Wars. I think it's a very good show. I never watched a single episode when I was a kid. My never. wife had never seen Ewoks until this week. She watched it. She loved it. Does she love it because her kids loved it or does she love it because she liked it? She was crying during the movie. 
Really? Her kids didn't make her cry. Yes. Really? Yes. You're just a cold-hearted bitch. Apparently. I'm sorry that I don't get emotional about dog shit. It's 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 okay. I'm it's sorry okay. that dog shit doesn't make me emotional. It's like okay. I don't. That what part could have made her cry? Like what part made her cry? What was the part? Um, when the woodsman died, I believe. Fucking random ass Ewok. No, he was an important character. He was a random fucking Ewok. Listen. I'm going to be nice because you keep calling it dog shit, but it kind of sticks a little bit. I know. It kind of sticks a little bit. I'm not... I really... All Ewok, I'm going to say... Okay, this movie has a sequel. I know. All I'm going to say what? is... what? What? It's dog shit. Yeah. I, the second I, one's bad. I, I can imagine it is. The, se- the first one, I will defend that movie. I love it. When did you the watch s- the sequel? Today. That's the first time you watched it? No. That's what I mean. When's the first time you watched the sequel? Nine. 1985 that's when you first watched it what year were you born scott 1984 that doesn't count you don't remember shit from then that doesn't fucking count scott you don't remember anything okay okay then i watched it in 86 and then 87 and then 88 and then 89 the sequel i've watched it so many times and it's not good it's not good the first one i've watched it i'm I'm okay for you liking it. I'm not saying you're wrong for liking it. All I'm telling you is, in my opinion, it might have been one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So, and I did, and I hated every minute that I was watching. Okay, it. so here's another thing. Everybody shits on the Ewoks, you included. I'm a fan of the Ewoks, and it's not entirely because of this movie. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars film. Return of the Jedi is a close second. Return of the Jedi is the first Star Wars movie I ever saw. I never watched New Hope. I never watched Empire because they were before my time. Jedi came out, what, 80? Maybe. 81 maybe and i was born in 84 and i was a kid and it was the one i watched it was the first one i watched it was me falling in love with with star wars we love star wars yeah i fell in love with it because of return of the jedis and i was a kid i was fucking three four years old when i watched it for the first time and i'm a kid what do kids like fucking teddy bears running around with sticks and rocks I loved the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi. They fucking took down the Empire, man. I think when I I think when I was a kid first watching the original trilogy, like when I was a little kid first watching, I think the Ewoks were still my least favorite. I still didn't want to see anything well, with them. I really didn't want to. I I had Ewok toys. I had Ewok t-shirts. I was an Ewok fanboy and it, it and it spawned over to this and you don't have to like it. The whole point, of course, of cinema. For me, Ewoks are almost on the same level as the Gungans. They're almost on the same level as them. Shut your whore mouth. They're almost on the same level as them for me, honestly. A little bit higher, maybe. But only a little bit higher because the Gungans talk very annoyingly. They're very annoying when they talk. Basic, I, I'm fi- I'm happy you like it. I'm happy that you got I, you rekindled your childhood. I was this close to mess to commenting on your uh, Facebook status. This was dog shit. What did you make me watch? I was this close to doing it, but I didn't do that. I wanted to wait for the episode by saying I hated it. I'm sorry that I did, but I did. I hated the movie. Well, 
You need to lighten this is, up. This I is definitely the first thing you need to lighten. You need to have more fun with things. This in life. basically, this is the first movie we've done a course of cinema where I've said it's not even good to watch. Don't watch it, people. Every Everyone other, should watch this. Every movie. movie I said, you know what? I don't like it that much, but still, it's it's fine. Watch, give it a watch. This is the one movie where I'm like, don't watch it. Don't waste your time. Don't so even. You mean to tell me? You liked Finding Purpose more than you liked Caravan of Courage. It had some entertaining elements because you could laugh at it because it was so dumb it was funny. This was just horrible. There was not even any elements where I could laugh at it it was so dumb. It was just dumb. What would you say to George Lucas if he was sitting right here now with us? That movie fucking sucked. What I would say is, George, thank you. Thank you for creating this universe that has given my partner and I so much joy and so many people like us so much joy for decades and decades to come. Thank you, George. I would say George, George, you missed you missed it with Jar Jar. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. But it's I would okay. say Thank you very much for creating an epic tale that we all love, but you owe me an apology for the Ewoks. That is what I would say. I would say George Lucas <laughs> owes you nothing. George Lucas owes no one anything. You owe me an hour and a half of what, I, you, of what I had today. He owes you fucking nothing. You are entitled to nothing from Mr. Lucas. I think it's time to pick next week's of Cinema, Scott. All right. I already made my pick. And I, I wish I wouldn't have done that because I, oh, okay. You go first. You go first, my friend. So we talked about Godzilla vs. Kong today. We sure did. We sure did. So I'm going to give you a course cinema that's on Netflix, Godzilla related. Oh. I'm going to give you, and this is a this is the first movie in a three-part movie. It's an animated flick. Um, it's called Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. On Netflix. Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. What year is it from? Uh, do I have my Netflix still pulled up? Is, it, is it in Japanese? Is it subtitled? It's 2017. No, it's, oh. I think you can have the option, but it's also English dub. I believe it's English dub, oh, yes. okay. But it's definitely Japanese made. It looks very Japanese made. This is a movie, not it's a It's a series? Netflix original movie. It's three movies. They made three movies so far, part one, two, and three. This is the first part. Okay. Yes. Okay. It takes place. I'm going to give you a hint. Um, it. I think it takes place twenty thousand years in the future. Twenty thousand. I huh? think. So, I believe so. Yes. So that's a little hint right there. But I'm gonna have you watch Godzilla: Planet of the Monsters Part One. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have you watch something. It's a little more lighthearted. I actually can't. This is a classic. This is a cult classic film, and I'm surprised you haven't seen this. Um, I'm gonna have you watch. It's on HBO. Max, or whatever it's called. Yeah, HBO, Max, HBO Max. I'm going to have you watch This is Spinal Tap. Okay. Probably, I probably have, it seems very music related. That's probably why I've never watched it. It's very, it's, it's a, it's a mockumentary documentary style of a band, of a rock band. Okay. So. I, I like, I like some mockumentary stuff. Yeah. That could be fun. So, uh, to remind everybody, Godzilla Planet of the Monsters on Netflix is Scott's pick for next week, and I'm watching This Is Spinal Tap on HBO. Adam, let the folks out there know how they can listen 
and get a hold of us here at For Your Distraction. If you guys want to get a hold of For Your Distraction, email us, foryourdistraction at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Search For Your Distraction at podcast FYD. We are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Store, all those fun places. Search uh, For Your Distraction, Spotify, and Google Play. You must search podcast FYD. Subscribe to us, rate us, comment, share us with your friends. The only way we grow is if you guys help us grow. Uh, we're also a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com and listen to us on there and show them that we are amazing. Give us all the fucking ratings on there. It's uh, We are also futurely com- upcoming. Keep, keep your ears peeled. I'm starting to get the YouTube up. I'm attempting to at the moment now. It's going to be only for audio base, so we're not going to have any video of us on at there. At first, at first, we're I'm, but I'm just attempting to get the YouTube set up. But uh, keep a keep an eye out for that. That'll hopefully be done pretty soon. I'd also like to thank the beer of the show. Icy Light was our beer of the show oh, this that's time. Right. Yeah, we did drink Icy Light. Yeah, we drank Icy Light beer of the show for this time. It wasn't bad. It took care of us uh, for the rest of the show. So I'm Team Kong, and I love Ewoks, and you hate me for that. Why <laughs> Why do we have a podcast together? I think it's turning into like Hannity and Combs. Like it's turning into... Because... Turning into The View, conflict... and you're Megan McCain. <laughs> I'm Joy Behar. I don't know about all that. Okay. <laughs> you know why, Scott? Conflict breeds entertainment. That's why. Thank you.